there. Welcome to Coffee with Crystal. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. I have a question for you today. What drives you? What is the one thing that when all else fails will cause you to get with it? Kick it in gear to get it done. Whatever your it is, what is it that causes you to just say, I've got to do this? You know, dictionary.com defines the word motivate as giving incentive to stimulate, to act. And likewise, the word compel is defined as to overpower, to take over or overshadow. So again, what motivates you? What in your life is so compelling that it overpowers everything else? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through 21 read, Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, excuse me, if we are out of our mind, sorry about that, guys. Let's try this again. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we're in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I would like for us to focus right now on verse 14, which says that Christ's love compels. And it goes on to explain that his love compels us because one died for all, and therefore all died. So what exactly does it mean, one died for all, and therefore all died? Very simply put, Christ's death is the one death that took place for all of us. It is because of his death, as verse 15 states, that we should no longer live for ourselves, but instead our lives should be lived in a way that is reflective of the sacrifice made through the death of Christ. You know, no longer should we be pulled by desires of the flesh and the lure of this world. Our intentions should not be to satisfy our earthly desires, but instead to live what is pleasing to God and in line with his word. So how does this tie in with our everyday motivators? Let's take a look further at verse 16. That's where we're instructed to no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. 
meaning we need to begin viewing others as well as ourselves through the eyes of Christ. You know, he viewed those not reconciled to him as helpless and harassed. He viewed them as those in need of teaching and guidance so that they too, you know, might one day begin to walk according to his teachings. And then verse 17 goes on and it says, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. That is so wonderful and freeing. Think about it for a moment. All that old junk that you've been carrying around for years, right? Things that you've been holding on to, things that may have been holding you prisoner emotionally, they're gone. All the old habits are gone. You're a new creation. God no longer sees you as that old person bogged down with guilt and sin. He only sees the new, pure, and innocent creation that has made the conscious decision to put aside the desires of the flesh and embrace his word and the new and glorious life that he offers. So I know you may ask, well, how is all of this possible, right? It's possible because of God's love for us. God's love for us was his motivation to send his son to die on the cross. He did that so that we would have the opportunity to be reconciled, to be accepted by, and made compatible with him. You know, verse 19 says, not counting people's sins against them. Can you imagine loving someone so much that you don't count their sins against them? Loving them enough to not only wipe the slate clean, but to love them enough to offer the atonement for their actions? Oh, how much, how much we in our earthly flesh need to take an example from this. Let me ask you, how often do you, in your righteous indignation, yes, righteous indignation, and I've been there too, you know, but how often do you sit back and wait for the person who has wronged you to come and seek forgiveness from you? You know, you just, I'm, I'm not going to them. They need to come, they need to come and apologize to me. How often have you taken that attitude? You know, I would like for us to pause for a moment. And I encourage you to be really gut-wrenchingly honest with yourself. Think about when someone has hurt you. How many times have you stood in expectation, waiting for them to come before you with an explanation, waiting for them to come before you with an apology, waiting for them to come with a request, request and a promise you know waiting for them to come and explain you know the why behind why they hurt you waiting for them to offer an apology for causing you the hurt a request for you to forgive them and to allow them back into your good graces waiting for them to come before you with a promise to not impose that type of hurt on you again You know, as you think about that, my challenge for you this week 
is a very simple one. I encourage you to consider verses 20 through 21, which read, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Make the conscious decision to allow love, the pure and honest love of Christ, to be your motivator in all your actions and interactions this week. That concludes our time today. And remember, God is a God of grace, and each new day provides us with the opportunity to begin. Choose God, and may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you.